Hello, welcome to another story about the Peters family. The title of this week's story is Mama Peters Submits to Daddy Peters. And as always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Our last winner was Ellie from Pleasant Hill, California, with her answer of Glory for me, from the story, The Peters Experienced the Sting of Death. Way to go, Ellie! As I record this week, we have painters inside our house painting part of the interior. You may hear some conversation between the guys or some machinery. We will try to mitigate that as well as we can. It's time for this week's story, Mama Peters Submits to Daddy Peters. The Peters had been getting to know their new neighbors, the Camerons, and had been making efforts to have them over regularly. With four children and homeschooling, it wasn't always easy to carve out time to spend with them, but Mama Peters did her best to be hospitable. She had taken to routinely inviting Mrs. Cameron to bring Rocket over to play during the daytime, and the invitation was always readily accepted. On one Friday afternoon, Mrs. Cameron brought Rocket over for lunch and playtime. Mama Peters had done all she could to get Pearson and Penelope finished with their schoolwork so that they could play with Rocket, along with their toddler twin sisters, Patience and Priscilla. Mama Peters appreciated Pearson and Penelope's willingness to welcome any children, no matter the age difference. Nellie, would you also make the ranch for the veggies? Mama Peters asked Penelope as she chopped up the vegetables for the platter. Sure, Mama Peters. I've got it started right here. It seems like we always have the Camerons over these days, Mama Peters. Penelope remarked as she stirred the dressing. I've noticed that too, Mama Peters, and I think they love it. Rocket never wants to leave at the end of our time together, Pearson piped in as he interrupted his math work. I've observed that about Rocket too, Pearson, and while I'm thrilled he loves to play here, I need to address it with you and Penelope. We must help Rocket obey his mom when Mrs. Cameron tells him it's time to go home, okay? Yeah, but how can we do that, Mama Peters? I mean. Rocket's a lot of fun, but he gets pretty angry, and he seems to get his way a lot. Penelope began to speak faster and faster as she chopped away at the veggies. Yes, I get that, Pen, but they're not believers, and when Mrs. Cameron says Rocket is time to leave, you might start gathering his things and saying goodbye so that he'll be encouraged to obey. Remember, we want them to know Jesus. It was wonderful when they came to church with us a few weeks ago, but they still aren't Christians. I'm praying for them all the time to be saved. And one of the ways that God reaches people's hearts is by showing them their neediness, that they can't actually do anything apart from Him, when they're desperate for help and they can't get it anywhere but from the Lord, just like Daddy Peters told Pablo. Oh boy, do I know that! It's totally true. I remember the time we were walking that trail. Do you remember, Mama Peters? My feet hurt so bad from my blisters and I didn't think we would ever get to the end. But God help me, and I always remember how he's always with me and gives me strength in all things. Penelope's cadence was fast-paced and enthusiastic, which was pretty normal for her. Exactly, Penelope. Right now, Mrs. Cameron doesn't recognize the need for Jesus in her life, and we can't make her see it. The Spirit is the only one who can open her eyes, but I trust that God, in his perfect timing, will show her. Done, Pearson announced as he slammed his math book shut. Whoa, Pearson, I just about jumped out of my skin. But here you go. You start grilling the quesadillas for the kids. 
Mama Peters handed Pearson a stack of tortillas and a bowl of cheese. Pearson, always flying high as a kite upon finishing his schoolwork, especially on Fridays, was happy to take part in any chores, particularly those related to food. But before Pearson had a chance to get started, the doorbell rang repeatedly. It indicated that an impatient child, most likely Rocket, was probably on the porch waiting to be let in. Patience and Priscilla made a beeline for the door, but they were easily overtaken by Pearson and Penelope. Pearson got there first and opened the door. Hello, Mrs. Cameron and Rocket. Pearson held the door open and invited them in. Hi, Pearson, Penelope, Patience, Priscilla. Y'all are so fun. Mrs. Cameron greeted the four enthusiastically, while Rocket stood and waved. Hello, Mrs. Cameron. We're just putting the finishing touches on lunch. Would you like to come in and eat? Mama Peters asked. You bet I would. I could eat a horse. I'm starving. We, Rocket and me, have been at the park, and, and we didn't get a chance to eat nothing because Rocket didn't want to leave, but then I reminded him that we're coming over here, and you better believe he put his bum in gear so we could get over here. Kid loves it here. Pearson and Penelope exchanged knowing glances. Why, of course, Rocket would put up a fight and not want to leave the park. He was a lot of fun and a pretty sweet kid overall, but he always wanted his way. And when he didn't get his way, oh boy, look out. After everyone had taken their seats around the table, Mama Peters prayed, and Rocket and Mrs. Cameron sat respectfully in silence. Right after prayer, they began to dig in. Mama Peters, this soup is delicious, Mrs. Cameron said, slurping pretty loudly. Well, thank you, Mrs. Cameron, but you just said you were so hungry you could eat a horse. So I think you're hungry enough to love anything, Mama Peters teased and laughed lightly. <laughs> well, true enough, but I ain't lying. I gotta get me this recipe. It's Daddy Peters' favorite, too, Mama Peters replied. So we'll have it for dinner tonight as well. Well, bless your heart. I ain't cooked in days. I, I'm too tired. Rocket's got me running ragged. And Billy complained some that there ain't food in the house, but I told him, Hey, you want fancy dinners? Yeah, make them yourself. You know where the kitchen is. And I know my Billy. He ain't never cooked nothing. So peanut butter and jellies for dinner the last three nights. But I told him, I ain't here to serve you. I mean, I love him and all, but hey, he's not my boss. Hmm. Well, Mrs. Cameron, I understand what you're saying, and children can make us very tired. But it's good to remember that our husbands should come first. Before our children, our relationship with our husbands should always be the first priority, Mama Peters explained gently. Hmm, not so sure about that one, Mama Peters, but, but I guess I'll take your word for it. Mama Peters didn't say anything more for a few minutes, and everyone ate in silence. Pearson and Penelope appreciated that Mama Peters always listened, and even when she didn't agree with everything that had been said, she was always gracious. So what does the rest of your day look like? Mama Peters inquired. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll go to the movies. But I, I need a break. I, I just might go by myself, you know? Wow, Mama Peters exclaimed. But that might be kind of lonely. No, it's not. Pr I promise. It clears my mind. I, I love going by myself. I Seriously. Oh, okay. What about you? What are you all going to do? Mrs. Cameron asked. Well, I'm not quite sure. Mama Peters responded, but I'm thinking of rearranging some of the living room furniture. Because of homeschooling, the books have just multiplied, and I might want to move the bookshelves into a less conspicuous place. 
but I need to make sure that Daddy Peters approves before I go moving the furniture. Daddy Peters approves? What, are you kidding? Mrs. Cameron scoffed. Why in the world do you need his approval? You live here too. You're a strong woman. I could help you move it, and I bet the kids could help us too. Oh, I'm confident I can move the shelf, Mrs. Cameron, but Daddy Peters likes to be included on decisions like these. I know some men don't care, but he does, and I need to submit to him. What? Submit? Lady, you sound like you're from the Stone Ages. You don't gotta submit to anyone. You own this place as much as he do. You're equal to him. Well, Mrs. Cameron, Mama Peters began slowly, that's where we differ. I am equal to him in value. God loves me and Daddy Peters without showing favor. But I have a different role. It is next to impossible for two people to lead in the same job. I'm generally the house manager because that's the role that has been delegated to me. But Daddy Peters has to answer to the Lord for his family, for our spiritual condition. Yeah, well, that sounds like a bunch of baloney to me. Excuse me for saying so, but you sound like a doormat. My ma sounds the same way. Mrs. Cameron continued to be incredulous at what she had just heard from Mama Peters. I don't think I understand, Mrs. Cameron. What about your ma? Mama Peters questioned. Mrs. Cameron was quick in her reply. Yeah, I think she died an early death because her life, it wasn't easy. My dad, he, well, yeah, he's a mean old coot who didn't care about me or my brother. And as soon as my ma died, he ditched us and got remarried. We basically raised ourselves. We lived with him and my stepmom for a couple of years before he was, before we was, before we was emancipated. Is that the way you say it? But my dad, he, he was mean and downright nasty. But Ma, she was a saint. She, she was real religious. But I think the stress from my mean old man killed her. At the memory of her mom, Mrs. Cameron's speech slowed down and her voice quieted. I'm sorry to hear that, Mrs. Cameron. Mama Peters was so compassionate. But honestly, it doesn't sound like you had an ideal example of a godly couple. The Bible says that wives are to submit to their husbands as to the Lord, and husbands are to live with their wives in an understanding way. That's a command from God, which comes from the Bible, from a book called First Peter. I submit to Daddy Peters' leadership, knowing that he has a big job to do, and Daddy Peters lives with me in a very understanding way. He's gentle and he never lords his authority over me or anyone. Submission is not natural by any means, but it is good, and God gives me the strength to submit. Mrs. Cameron had been listening intently, and then chimed in. Well, yeah, okay, I'm hearing you. Da and, and I, 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 I will say, I, I agree with you, Daddy Peters doesn't seem to want power. And Billy, he's a good guy. He don't ask much of me, but I sure don't want him to either. I don't want him to start walking all over me. But that's the point, Mrs. Cameron. Maybe if you don't consider it walking all over you, but instead, understand that you're honoring God by honoring your husband. You said yourself that he's a good guy. And just maybe, it's not Billy that wants control, but that you want control. Yeah, I, I, I you got me there. Yeah, you're, you're probably right, Mama Peters, but I don't want him to treat me like my dad treated my mom. Mrs. Cameron's voice was filled with emotion. Oh, Mrs. Cameron, I really do understand that. But in every relationship, there is give and take. Like right now, isn't Billy running the tattoo shop, working hard to earn money for your family? Well, yeah, he sure is, Mama Peters, but, but what about it? Well, he's showing good faith in that. 
Do you think there are ways you could show good faith to him and your family? Hmm. I, 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 I never thought of it like that. Well, I guess I, I, I could probably cook dinner tonight. And the house looks like a dump. So, so maybe I should, should, maybe I could clean that. But I'm tired because Rocket makes me tired. I have an idea. How about we watch Rocket so you can cook and clean? Mama Peters offered graciously. Hey, that would be fantastic. But I have to check with Rocket and see if that's what he wants to do. But that's just it, Mrs. Cameron. Don't think you have any of your relationships ordered. Mama Peters was sweet, but bold in her assessment. Rocket is your son. You have the authority in his life to tell him what you expect of him. There isn't any need to ask his opinion on it. I never thought of that either, Mama Peters. But I don't want him getting mad because he don't get his way. Actually, Mrs. Cameron, children do better when they have guidelines. We tell them what is expected of them, and you'll find that they'll learn to submit to you. Because God also tells children to obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. So just as a wife submits to her husband, children are to submit to their parents. Wow, oh wow! Have you given me something to think about, Mama Peters? Okay, I'm going home right now, and I'm making dinner, and I'm cleaning. And Billy do work hard, and he, and he deserves it. Mrs. Cameron, let me encourage you to try not to think about how Billy deserves it, because sometimes when we're really tired, we can convince ourselves that we deserve rest. Instead, as you clean your house and make dinner, think of it as serving God, as trying to honor the Lord and the order He has established. In fact, take this index card here with the verses that I shared on it. These are verses from Ephesians, another book in the Bible. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Well, let me stop you right there, Mama Peters, Mrs. Cameron interjected. Hey, that's a lot of stuff for the wives, but... but... There's got to be something for the husbands, don't there? Yes, Mrs. Cameron. In fact, there is. The next verse says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. When we serve others, we are honoring God. Well, okay, Mama Peters, that sounds something like my ma used to tell me. And she was as good as anyone I've ever known. Maybe this religious stuff ain't so bad after all. Mrs. Cameron showed herself out, and Mama Peters, Pearson, and Penelope cleaned up the kitchen together as His Name is Wonderful played softly on the kitchen device, while Rocket and the twins played with magnetic tiles nearby. Mama Peters, I don't think Mrs. Cameron understood all that you were saying. Pearson said just as soon as the coast was clear. Oh, I don't think so either, Pearson. But God can change your heart. And at least she listened. And it helps that her mom was a believer. If Mrs. Cameron comes to understand what submission is, she will understand that God is her true authority. I get that. It was Penelope's turn to speak. But Mrs. Cameron seemed against submission. I don't understand why she didn't get it, because submission to me seems easy. Penelope raised her voice a decibel. But you're used to submission, Pen. 
It's not easy. It takes training because it says, I don't need to be number one. And I need to humble myself by placing myself under the authority of another because God says to. But Mama Peters, has has submission ever been hard for you? Knowing Mama Peters, Penelope couldn't have imagined that submission would have come hard for Mama Peters. Of course, Penelope. Remember how I was saying I needed to ask Daddy Peters for his input about the living room? Well, that was because of the time I moved the couch onto the deck outside of our bedroom. I thought it would be a spectacular idea, and I didn't want any input from Daddy Peters. That was when we were first married. Well, Daddy Peters came home, and I had moved our bedroom couch onto the deck, thinking that it would be a nice spot for me to read outside. Well, Daddy Peters was rather unhappy with me because he didn't want me hurting myself, first of all, by moving the furniture by myself, and he also thought it was a bad idea to put indoor furniture outside. But I'd already figured it all out and had considered that. And I told Daddy Peters that we had an awning and the furniture would be just fine. I was insistent on my own way. And I thought it would be fine. And Daddy Peters didn't need to be so bossy. But it turns out we got sideways rain about a week later. And guess what? The couch got soaked. Daddy Peters was at work at the time. And I was in a panic. I did everything I could before Daddy Peters got home from work to try to dry that couch out. I put fans on it and even took a blow dryer and fastidiously tried to blow every spot of the couch dry just to prove how right I was. Only it didn't dry out. It was damp. So I closed the blinds so that Daddy Peters wouldn't think about the couch. Only a few days later, Daddy Peters and I went outside to check the garden and a strong putrefying odor filled the air. The couch was rotting. It was so gross and so stinky and it was completely ruined. But you know what? Daddy Peters didn't get irritated or mad at me, and he didn't say anything like, I told you this would happen. Instead, he was kind and gracious, and his kindness helped me to repent. Just like the Bible says that God's kindness leads us to repentance. Daddy Peters' grace to me helped me to repent. I realized how proud I was, and how I didn't want to be bossed around in everything. It was then that I understood that marriage is a covenant relationship in which I agree to submit to my husband as to the Lord. And I learned from that experience. And Daddy Peters and I always laugh about that stinky couch. That is hilarious, Mama Peters. What a good story! Pearson laughed. I agree, Pearson. It's funny. But it was a good reminder of what submission is to look like. A few hours later... While the Peters family and Rocket were sitting down to dinner, there was a knock at the door. But instead of waiting for the Peters to answer the door, Mr. and Mrs. Cameron came right on in. Hello, Mr. Cameron, Penelope looked up from her dinner. Billy, remember? Call me Billy. And hey, hey, Rocket. Hey, Camerons, would you like dinner? Daddy Peters asked as he stood up to greet them. Nope. Thank you, though. We're just here to get the kid. Guess what Sunny made? She made an awesome dinner. And the house is spick and span. And and you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a rocket down early after dinner and watch a movie. And you guys know my old man lives with us, but he goes to sleep early. So when Sunny and me watch a movie together, we're going to pretend like that's a date. Wow. Well, that sounds great. Mama Peters was joyful. Yup. Sunny wanted to surprise me with a steak dinner and date. And I love it. Billy said, squeezing Mrs. Cameron on the shoulders. 
Well, I'm learning from the best, Mrs. Cameron said. She winked at Mama Peters. And Billy, I'm going to tell you something right here and now. Mama Peters is, is so much like my ma. You know, she was religious and all, but she's so, she's so sweet like my ma. And, and, and Billy looked at his wife lovingly and put his arm around her. Well, all I can say is, keep it up. Maybe we'll be religious too someday, just like you folks. I don't know about the religion part, but we sure would love you to know the Lord, Daddy Peters laughed. <laughs> Billy nodded. Well, maybe soon, you never know. And with sweet goodbyes exchanged, the Camerons left, and the Peters resumed their dinner. Mama Peters, what is it that you told Mrs. Cameron? Daddy Peters' eyes had begun to fill with tears. Oh, just a little bit of this, and a little bit of that, and a little bit of how not to have a stinky couch. For a moment, Daddy Peters looked puzzled, until a look of understanding crossed his face. Ah, uh, yes, the couch. P.U. At that, the family burst out laughing together. <laughs> This is Grandma's Corner. This week's story reminds me of how I didn't listen to my husband a couple of years ago and how I rationalized it, which means made excuses for it. My husband and I have been married for decades and we love each other a lot and we have a great time together. But I have a tendency to do silly things like climb a ladder when no one's home so that if I fell, no one would be here. It was Christmas time a couple years ago and our Christmas decorations are up in the garage rafters. After my husband returned home from his job, the plan was to go out that evening and pick up our Christmas tree. Well, I like to help my husband as much as I can. I like to have things ready for him after work. But my husband had told me that he did not want me climbing a ladder, and he also said to wait until he got home because he would retrieve the Christmas decorations. He didn't want me to be unsafe, and he didn't want me getting the Christmas decorations down but I really wanted to have the Christmas tree stand ready to go when he got in. So that day, I went out to the garage and stared up at the rafters. I immediately spotted the tree stand, but I knew better than to climb up the ladder. So I thought, oh, he, my husband, he just doesn't want me to climb the ladder. He won't mind if I get the tree stand down, just as long as I don't get on the ladder to do it. Have you ever talked like that to yourself? And you convince yourself, even though deep down you know the truth. So I convinced myself that my husband didn't say he wanted me to wait until he got home to get down the Christmas decorations. He just didn't want me climbing up a ladder. So I got a long pole, which was in the garage, and I got it under the stand and brought it down. Huge mistake. The Christmas tree stand came crashing down on the garage floor concrete and some pieces broke off. I didn't know what to do, but I figured it would be okay. What I didn't know is that the foot pump broke, and it was completely unusable. I didn't know that, though, until we got the Christmas tree stand home, and my husband attempted to put the tree in the stand. My husband asked me if something had happened to it, and I had to explain that I had not submitted to what he had told me to do, but that I had gone out on my own, and convinced myself that it was perfectly okay to get the tree stand down. My sweet husband didn't get angry with me. He's about the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. But I felt terrible for having gone over his head and taken matters into my own hands. 
I told the Lord and my husband that I was sorry, and both of them forgave me. We have people in our lives to whom we need to submit. It doesn't matter if you're a multi-billionaire and you own your own company. There will always be someone to whom you must submit. Ultimately, we are to submit to God. And when we submit to others and think of them as more important than ourselves, we are submitting to God and honoring Him. Romans 12, 9-11 says this, Let love be genuine. Abhor, that means hate, what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. This week, serve the Lord by serving others and submit to your parents and to those who have authority over you. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.